Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Hi, it's Natalie and Mieta and we're back with the Corporate Fringe. Hi, episode two. Yay. Ooh, which Ooh. is about an arm... A ping pong table does not make someone an entrepreneur. Really? Because every, you know, funky business, we go, oh, I've got a ping pong table. We're really, you know, we're innovative. Yay. So um, this came about recently. I was at uh, one of the large corporate firms in Victoria and I was there and we met with the head of innovation who was in... Natalie uh, just did inverted commas and it doesn't quite work. We're not quite used to the radio kind of style of talking. But it helps me with my diction. So we went and we meet with the guy, of course it's a guy, who um, runs innovation, who wasn't in the corporate suit. No, no, he was in a very, very ironed pair of chinos with a polo shirt from a Ooh, well-known brand. he's relaxed. He was out yeah, there relaxed, business casual. Definitely ready to innovate. So... Um, we met with him and I was chatting to him about some certain things I was working on and whilst we were chatting, he said, um, wonder what that guy's doing over there? And there was a guy sitting in the boardroom and he said, he's not supposed to be in there. He should be at his desk, with which I wanted to reply, maybe he's innovating. <laughs> but uh, no, they require innovation to happen in a particular space, a particular time, and innovation does not happen like that. And in fact, I did say to him, do you have a ping pong table? And he said, we do, but you're not allowed to use it during business hours. It's too noisy. Oh, classic. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they've ticked the box. They're in their chinos, um, but it does not make an innovator. So we want to talk about what does make an entrepreneur and an innovator because, um, I mean, we've only got our own observations. I've um, been in two startups now. One's been going for 10 years, which I'm really proud of, CPD. Interactive. Don't you love how she still calls it a startup? <laughs> ten years, ten years down the track. I know, and um, and now a more recent one that I'm working on at the moment, Vidversity. But um, we want to talk about how we've managed to start up businesses and what are the skills that really help you get there. And for me, the number one word that springs to mind is hustle. It's a great word. You yep. really have to have pretty much check your shame aside and be able to hustle. And um, so Mieta's going to tell some stories that her husband, who's um, recently involved in a startup, is going to um, talk about those. Yeah, nah, and I um, I started my own HR consulting business um, nearly two years ago. And, you know, that was been one of my experiences as well, is you, you, you don't have the business card with you with the brand on it anymore. You are starting from scratch and, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And so I've, I've had that experience, but also my husband started a – business um, 12 months ago and he's invented a project product for the outdoor full drive market um, with a part with a friend and um, they um, it's called pressure perfect check it out online but um, he just recently went to a couple of the four drive shows we live in Victoria he needed to go to Sydney for the Sydney 4x4 show um, and the following week he was going to be in Canberra so one of the things you know part of the that you know you got to lower your standards is he uh, took the camper trailer with him and did 3,500 kilometers between Victoria and New South Wales went to the shows stayed in the camping grounds and you know that's what you've got to do for $40 a night accommodation 
And um, one of the funniest things that happened while he was staying somewhere um, at a campground were at six o'clock at night having a very serious conversation over the phone. And then he went, whoa! And I said, what's that? And he goes, whoa! <laughs> so I think there's some um, nice side benefits of staying in the camping grounds along the way. And I think um, without dropping names or trying to talk too much about business speak, the the greatest hustler of all was Steve Jobs. I mean, when he launched um, the first Apple, I think it's the Apple Mac, he went to a massive conference at San Francisco. He only had, I think, 10 computers had been made, but he got 100 boxes built and designed and they looked amazing, which we all know that's what Apple, it's that tactile love being in their world, love opening the box. So he had 100 boxes stacked behind him, sold all of those computers which were simply boxes. There was nothing inside. So I take that kind of stuff on board all the time because I'm trying to sell concepts or my new idea to big organisations who are nervous and slow to react and you have to go out there and pretend that... Or not pretend because no. your knowledge is real and your product is real. But and It's you, the confidence. It's the confidence, but you have to sell the whole thing and I suppose the other thing one of the big lessons I've learned in creating a product is and someone famously said if if you're not ashamed of your first version then you went too late just press the button and go you can spend your entire time saying I've just got to perfect this I'll perfect this the problem is nobody's waiting for the product so when you launch the day you launch nobody's there buying it unless you're Apple for the first after 10 years so you have to remember just get out there get out there listen 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 and learn but I think one of the you and I've talked a lot about that um, sales is not a sexy word you know and a lot of people create products or invent something and say we'll just get someone else to sell it And the reality is somebody else, unless you're going to pay them an exorbitant amount of money, is not going to have that passion and that ability to to hustle and to sell your product or your service like you do. And so, you know, it's interesting because sales is, I think it's not a sexy word at the moment. But that's what that's what we're talking about. It's 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 the hustle, it's the sales, it's the door knocking, it's the cold calling, it's whatever you need to do to get the attention you need with a very small budget. Yeah, and often no budget, but that's the other thing you can't let people know. And that brings me to the next, I think, for me. So the two skills that I think are critical are hustle, and which doesn't always feel great. It's not always nice, but you have to do it. And the second one is problem solving. If you see problems as a dead end, you will not last in any kind of small or any kind of startup because every single problem has to be solved by you and maybe your business partner and that's it. You've got no money to buy in resources and no money. And for me, that's who I am. I love that every day. And that's why I can't stand the big corporate world. I dabble in it every few years. I go back and I think, no, I can do this. And then I sit in 20 meetings and think we've we've created... 30 more problems than we started with. So um, one thing that I started to do, I teach at a university and me and the um, administration and bureaucracy in a university is a total clash. It should be a sitcom. It's a total clash (laughs) of minds. I absolutely love to teach and I love my students. I cannot bear to go through all a lot of it. And it's rigour and I understand it needs to be there, but a lot of it just is devoid of common sense. So... um, I do something very cheeky. I call everything that I run there a pilot. (laughs) And so I've been running a program now. This is the ninth year of my pilot. And they keep saying, is the data there? I say, it's coming, it's coming. Because I just can't 
deal with the progress the, the process of going through that whole thing so that's not that's not good on my behalf I recognize that and I understand that so that's why self-awareness I, self-awareness <laughs> but I that's why I go off and do um these businesses which I absolutely love and adore and thrive on but that's the sort of thing that makes you and I suppose when people say to me why are you doing it again because I'm just starting a new business this year um, and I say because I can't not do it when mm. I find a concept or an idea and a problem I want to solve I just love the journey of taking it from that to um, to something hopefully successful but often it's not and you just pivot and go again and I know pivot is such a, a Silicon Valley word I don't like to talk like that but it is really what you do you hit a problem and you go okay I'm going to find another way to get there because I actually can't not be this person fail fast cool phrase at the moment but it's true and it's also comforting that you know the, the most successful entrepreneurs out there have had failures and you know Natalie and I really feed off that because we it gives us great comfort not that we're not looking for, for, for great success but you know the problem solvers we're, we're very much like that we're you know two of three girls and that's how we that's how we roll you know give us a problem and woof, we'll uh, work it through for you but um my little um my little example of my entrepreneurial um innovative creative thinking was um I was super busy at work and um I was I was working with a client but I also had another client I was facilitating um a session with the, the next day and you know husband away kids at home trying to fit everything in and I had to read some articles in preparation for the facilitation um, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get time to do this, but I realized I did spend, do spend a lot of time in the car. So I put it out there on Airtasker, who would like to read to me for, um, an hour and while I'm in the car, read the articles. And I got a lovely woman bid $30 or something. And I said, great, this is all within an hour. And I jumped in the car and then for an hour, she read to me. But I realized what I should have done is got her to record it and then I could have actually shared it with the group. Um, And since then, I've paid Natalie's daughter, who's 10, I paid her $5 for half an hour of reading in the car. So it's just working through your problems. There's so many cool solutions out there in the world right now. It's just a matter of finding them. And I just got one story to finish on. I think it's a real demonstration of common sense gone mad and customer service gone mad. Last week I was at um, in Sydney again, as I've said in my past, I travel a lot. And I was in Sydney and I got off the plane and I arrived at my big hotel that has no soul and I stood in line and there was about three people serving on reception and about 12 of us in line. I was about fifth or sixth. They served the first person, second person, third person. By which stage, when I got to the front, no one's left in reception but one woman. So I'm at the front, about to pack, grab my bag, move up, and she screams out, any members of the club? (laughs) Totally ignoring that I'm a customer, and it's about three people from behind go and push in front of me, each of them getting a special gift pack. I'm now next. I give her a big smile. Any members of ACOR? So everybody who's a member of ACOR goes past me. Any frequent flyer members from Qantas, by which stage now I've been 45 minutes in line, convinced I'm being videoed to see what my reaction is. But you're not a loyal customer, Natalie. (laughs) No. (laughs) I literally could not check into the hotel. I could not get into my room. So eventually, after 45 minutes, I joined for free their ACOR club. She yells out again, anyone from ACOR. I said, I am. She says, come through. Sorry for the inconvenience checks me in and then says, sorry, we've run out of gift bags. 
seriously, <laughs> I'm the new customer that you're trying to impress. The others are loyal. Great, look after them. But I couldn't even get in my friggin' room. So <laughs> At the sacrifice of all other customers, our loyal ones are the most important. Oh, not happy. So that's just an example of where I think things have gone mad. So thanks very much for tuning in and we look forward to hearing you next Friday at 11 o'clock. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.